Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. We are excited to have Stephanie Morimoto, owner and CEO at natural and organic brand Asutra on our podcast today. Asutra has products to help with sleep, pain, products in skincare, bath, aromatherapy, etc. Asutra is a women-led and women-owned brand, which we love. Stephanie went to Brown and worked at McKinsey and also Teach for America before buying Asutra. And she was responsible for generating a lot of revenue for both organizations, is and has always been a champion for equality and so much more. We have been absolutely loving the products that we have tried from Asutra, and so have Venus and Serena Williams. Venus is actually their chief brand officer. So thank you so much for being here, Stephanie. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me and for such a great introduction. (laughs) Well, you are incredible. So there's a lot to cover. Do you want to start by walking us through your career path and your story can begin in Chicago? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yes. I grew up in a town called Joliet, Illinois, about an hour Southwest of Chicago, which is unfortunately best known probably for its state penitentiary. If there are any Blues Brothers movies fans out there or Prison Break fans, those (laughs) were both set in Joliet. Uh, But I got really lucky and I got into Brown University, as you mentioned, and that was a real eye opener to just meet and study with so many different people from all across the country and all across the globe. So my first job out of college was leaving the U.S. and going to teach English in Japan. Wow. I'm half Japanese and I got to teach middle and high school students in Hiroshima, which is where my grandfather and his family were from. So that was an amazing experience. And then I came back to the States to work at McKinsey in Chicago, where I advised large companies from financial services to retail. I realized that was not my bag. Uh, So I took everything that I learned at McKinsey on business strategy and went to the opposite end of the business size spectrum and worked at an organization where we helped women of color start small businesses. And we also provided different financial services and products for them to build up assets and in some cases exit poverty. So it was just a really inspiring experience to help women turn those you know, side hustles, catering or making bath and beauty products in their kitchen into real enterprises uh, that they could build. What was interesting about that experience is that a lot of the women we served were moms and they were doing this entrepreneurial work because they wanted to have more resources to get their kids better educational opportunities. And I myself grew up going to, I would say, mediocre at best public schools. So given those couple of experiences, I thought, you know, I'd love to really work on improving educational quality and access for all kids. So that's what led me to Teach for America. And then eventually another similar nonprofit called New Leaders, which trained principals and superintendents for high need public schools. And I was on the the business side, if you will, of those nonprofits. So I was in charge of fundraising, developing partnerships with different school systems and marketing. And all of that uh, has actually really prepared me for what I'm doing today at Asutra. Uh, as you mentioned, I bought the business and I'm happy to share more about that. Uh, but that's the career trajectory and all the different experiences that I had the honor of, of having before a sutra. 
Oh my goodness. Well, I think that is incredible. One of the things I was already thinking about before, but have been thinking about a lot is both as an entrepreneur and not everyone is an entrepreneur. So anyone can be thinking about what is it, what kind of world do they want to live in and how can they make that world possible and you throughout your entire career and now do that. So thank you so much. Yeah. So what experiences and skills did you take from your career and are applying to a sutra? Yes, so many, so many. I would say that uh, the biggest thing is really leadership. I mean, I think learning leadership across a variety of sectors and types of companies and nonprofits. How do you set a vision? How do you set goals that are both inspiring but achievable? And how do you build a good team? Uh, And for us, building a good team starts with what we call core values. So every time I've been a leader of a team in any organization, we've always centered the work around our mission and our core values. At Asutra, our mission is active self-care. We want to help you take care of yourself on purpose. Mm -hmm. And we have a set of core values that helps us achieve that mission. And we use those core values for everything from hiring employees to training and onboarding them to the day-to-day work. So for instance, one of our team values is one team, one goal. We're all in this together to make sure that we can serve our customers well, and make a sutra successful and a go-to for all of your self-care needs. So whether you're on the production floor or packing up a, an order from a customer or doing marketing, right? Often there are busy times or big projects that require all hands on deck and everybody pitches in and has each other's backs as needed. So I'd say leadership uh, in all those realms is one big thing. I think also, you know, just the ability to set a goal, define your North Star and create a plan to get there, but also be nimble and flexible enough to realize that often, especially as an entrepreneur, the way you reach that North Star or goal isn't always the way that you planned. And that's okay right? Being flexible in getting there is really important. And then the third thing is a lot of my career has been in marketing, um, revenue generation, sales. So really understanding what is it that motivates your customers? What do they need? And what do you have that can really fill those needs? And how do you communicate your story in a way that inspires and engages those customers to become a part of whatever you're, um, you're promoting? Oh my goodness. So many takeaways from that. So one of them (laughs) is the culture that you're building the one team. That sounds incredible. I know from firsthand experience what it is like to work at a company where that is not the case and you, Mm. you don't feel that they have your back and they would probably take the client side instead of saying, well, I trust my team. Let me go talk to them and see what's happening here. So Thank you for doing that. And I think that a lot of our audience, I know that they are entrepreneurs. So definitely listen to Stephanie's advice because we're going to talk later about her incredible culture. I was listening to a podcast, this active self-care that you're talking about, actually taking time to care for yourself. And the person was saying, I have talked to my team about 
thinking about it as like a hit class. Like we're going to go, go, go. There's so much going on right now, but then we have to take those moments to pause or else we're not going to do a good job when it's time for us to work. So those are just a couple things that I mm-hmm. thought of when you were saying your answer. So Stephanie, tell me what made you want to buy a sutra? Yeah. So it's kind of a crazy story. I started as a customer. I was buying the original product line. So Asutra's original product line is a line of organic yoga mat cleaning sprays. They can also be used to clean not just your yoga mat, but other fitness gear. So they're a Castile soap base with different essential oil blends for a bit of aromatherapy, whether it's lavender or rose or peppermint. So really clean, really natural formulations, uh, great for your mat and all of your different gear. I'm big into yoga, wellness, fitness. So I had been searching for something like that. I found it online, gave it a shot, really loved it. And then I realized a sutra had other products in totally different categories. So a pain cream with natural methyl and arnica, a body scrub. And I tried those and loved those too. And then separately, as I was doing all this education work, I started thinking about the next phase professionally for myself. And I wanted to get back to those real roots where I started out helping women start small businesses. And I thought, you know, I'd love to do something like that in my hometown of Chicago to contribute to the economy here and create good jobs for people who really need them. Mm -hmm. And just through serendipity, we had had the opportunity to make a small investment to help friends of ours buy a small business where the founder had run it for 20 years. He was ready to retire, but he didn't have somebody to turn it over to. So he was looking to sell it. And our friends bought it and we helped them with the transaction and get it going. And really got, I really got to learn about what it took, both the ups and downs of buying a small business and taking it to the next level. But overall, it seemed like a lot of fun. And I thought I'd love to do that. So fast forward, we moved from New York City to Chicago. I set out to find this small business and I meet a small business lawyer. And he said, you know, I just got this memo that this wellness products company is for sale and it might be right up your alley. So I look at the memo, I get the details and I realize, oh my gosh, I have this product in my house right now. Like I have the yoga mat cleaner next to my mat. I have the body scrub in our shower and I have the pain cream in my medicine cabinet. This is so crazy. It feels sort of like destiny. And when I eventually talked to the founders who are serial entrepreneurs and had started, sold, failed at a whole number of businesses and were looking to move on to the next one already, they were obviously thrilled at the prospect of selling the business to somebody who'd been a passionate customer. And when I took a look at the business and all the fundamentals, there was just so much strength in the business, but also so many opportunities for us to take it to the next level that it seemed like a great fit. Oh my goodness. That is incredible. I love that story (laughs) so much. (laughs) Yes, it's been quite an adventure for sure. Right. Well, that's literally what entrepreneurship is. And I don't know, are you type A or not? Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) Right. So we love to plan. We love to be organized, everything. And basically, the second I set my foot out of the Barney's doors on September 5th, 2018, my you just have to be open to any and all opportunities. There is no planning because things just come your way and you have to say, okay, and, and go with it. So it's definitely like I'm constantly butting heads with that, but 
if you can just accept it and be open to what <laughs> the universe will send to you, it can be a magical life and journey, which seems like you are taking full advantage of. And also, it's so funny that you said North Star. I feel like I keep hearing, I've used that recently, and then mm. I keep hearing that in podcast episodes too. So this, we're on to something here. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about it a little bit, but tell me, how did you learn to run and grow a business? Ooh, so much. I mean, you know, this being an entrepreneur, so much you learn on the job. Right? right. And I think that had actually been a big thread throughout my career as well. You know, at McKinsey, you obviously get access to a lot of experts and training and they do a lot of professional development for you. But a big part of it is you get thrust onto a team where you're serving a company in a sector you may know nothing about. And your job is to get as smart as possible on that sector and that company as quickly as possible, right? So you look at all the data, you figure out what data you should even look at. You look at industry reports, you look at trends, you interview a bunch of people and you really learn it quickly so that you can add value right away in providing advice or insights on what opportunities the company can pursue. So that was good training for doing this. I mean, I am lucky to have a great network of people. So I definitely tapped that and reached out to a lot of people who had worked in retail, had worked in CPG companies, had Mm -hmm. been entrepreneurs to learn, okay, what are the things that matter the most? We were lucky in that part of the transition between the founders selling to us and me taking over was... um, was a few months where they agreed to provide training and transition to us. So they really did a good job teaching us all the ins and outs of a sutra in particular. That was invaluable. Um, And then, you know, a lot of it was relying on what we talked about before, the lessons I had learned about leadership and marketing and sales and organizing a team and applying that to what we were doing at a sutra. Well, I love that. And another thing to think about, it's so interesting to look back at, you know, you didn't plan your career path. These things just happen. These opportunities arise. But when you're looking back, you really have clarity on why you were in that position, why you held that job. Right. Do you do that? Yes, absolutely. I know it's so funny because my husband and I always joke that when we were in our twenties, we set this 10 year plan and this goes back to the idea of like, set your North star and a plan, (laughs) but recognize that your plan may not go at all the way you thought. And it's funny because reflecting on it, we've gotten to where we wanted to get, right? We set that North star and we're generally in that zip code the way we thought we were going to get there is not at all what we did. And so to your point, absolutely. It's like you make each choice, you know, in your professional career or personal life where you're like, okay, this is the best set of options for me right now, or this is really inspiring or compelling to me right now. And many people would probably look at my resume and say, wow, you have no experience in this arena. Like how did you Uh end up owning a sutra and running a health and beauty brand, you know? Uh, And yet to your point, when you look back on all the things that you've learned, you realize that so many things really are transferable. Oh my gosh. And yes. And it's like, you don't know how much, you know, like sometimes yeah. I say things to mom and, and I'm like, Oh, you didn't know that before. Like you, you get gather all of this knowledge and experience that sometimes it takes a while for you to really realize. I don't know if that makes any sense, but 
Totally. And I think, you know, it's also about uh, the number of reps, right? How many reps have you had doing a certain thing before you realize, oh, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually good at this thing now because I've done it so many times. And it's also something that I enjoy. Oh my goodness. Yes. And then tell me a little bit about like the culture, the work hours. Weren't you using a sutra for self-care during the McKenzie days? Yeah. So not that far back, but I was using a sutra for self-care. It was founded in 2015. So as I was, you know, doing my education reform work on planes all across the country to visit different school district superintendents and donors, uh, I was definitely relying on that pain cream after sitting in, you know, in uh, small seats on the airplane and at my computer for hours on end. Uh, and, and frankly, you know, I think with all the work that I did, when you're working for a mission like equal education for all children, it's, it's easy, frankly, to work all the time, right? I mean, you feel like, gosh, there's just so much work to do. And if I just work harder, I can get that many more kids a better education and a better set of opportunities. And frankly, I burned out, you know, I was traveling constantly. I was working lots and lots of hours a day and the work was really hard. I mean, it's very political, it's challenging. Uh, And so while we had definitely wins, there were also a lot of times where there were setbacks and the combination of all of that definitely made me feel burned out and I had to step out of it and realize, okay, this is not the way I want to live, right? I still want to do things that help my community and help people be their best selves, but I have to do this in a different way than I've been doing. And that's a lot of what led me to say a sutra is the right business for me to buy, run, and grow because a sutra is all about that. It's all about active self-care, and recognizing that if you're going to be your best and be a badass leader person in this world, you have to take care of yourself on purpose so that you're rejuvenated, so that you get a good night's sleep, so that you have the energy and the calm and the patience to do all the things you need to as an entrepreneur. I love that. And I think it's so interesting what you were saying about we are the best at putting so much pressure on ourselves. It Mm -hmm. seems that we have very similar personalities in that like, it's a whole new day. And what can I do to change the world today? And like, I can't rest. What I can't sit here and watch TV. That's not productive. (laughs) Oh, it's, it's hard. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, a lot of people do it, but I do think we as women in particular are, are frankly trained a little bit to take care of everything and everyone often at the expense of ourselves, right? We're taking care of our families, our households, our teams, our parents, our kids, whatever it might be. But often we feel guilty about taking care of ourselves for having some of that me time. And oh, yeah. yet, we know that that's what recharges us so that we can continue to do all the incredible things that we do. Oh my gosh. I know my mom always uses the example of on the airplane when they say, put the mask on yourself before anyone around you. (laughs) Yes. You have to take care of yourself in order to take care of others. I love that. So what, based on this conversation of working so intensely, what advice do you have for taking care of yourself while, while working these long hours, whether you're an entrepreneur or you have a job? 
Yeah, I would say sleep. Sleep is my biggest tip. Uh, you know, Harvard Business Review wrote an article about how serious leaders need self-care. And they wrote a second article about how sleep is so critical to being a great leader, which makes sense if you really think about it, right? When you get a good night's sleep, you wake up feeling refreshed. You have a lot more patience. Mm. Um, stress doesn't get to you as much. And we all know that as an entrepreneur or business leader, stuff just happens, right? I mean, right. things things go wrong. Things don't go as planned. Um, employees have issues or concerns you need to care for and tend to them. And it's hard to do all those things and you know, get up from failure or deal with a roadblock if your patience is thin because you got a bad night's sleep. So I would say getting a good night's sleep is first and foremost my main tip and creating a real routine around winding down for bed and getting up and having a great start to your day uh, are key. OMG. Okay. You mentioned before about building a team. I hear from a lot of entrepreneurs that is one of the hardest things to do. So tell me, you have done such a great job. Tell us how to go about doing something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, again, as I mentioned before, for me, it always starts with core values and mission. So what's your mission? Again, for us at Asutra, it's active self-care, helping people do that and incorporate that into their lives and our core values. And for me, you know, really selecting people according to those core values has been a constant that has helped me successfully find the right people and build the right team. Um, what I find is if people are really on board with the mission and passionate about it and can actually describe concrete examples of how they've exemplified the core values that you have set for your team or your company, they are, they are often a very good culture fit uh, and they will be successful. And then obviously there's the more specific stuff that you need to do around defining a clear job description, making sure you're clear on the big goals that you want that person to accomplish that in turn support your company or your team or your department's goals. And then asking people to provide you specific examples with of how have they achieved things like that in the past? Um, what have been goals they've set and accomplished for themselves? And even having them do uh, examples of the work that you would have them do, right? So for us, for instance, we do a lot of customer service. And before we hire somebody to do customer service for us, we give them real life examples of emails or calls from both happy or angry <laughs> customers and have them write up a response or their talking points that they would share on a call. That allows us to see, okay, do you have the right instincts? Would you approach this conversation in a way that will end with the customer being happy? I love that. That's incredible. One thing I tell my consulting clients is always tapping back to your mission. And exactly as you're saying, your core values. And a lot of companies, as you may or may not know, they don't even have mission statements. They just say, oh, mm. I want to start a jewelry brand. And then they start that jewelry brand. But how can it really go anywhere if you don't have a mission behind that? So I think that is very interesting. And any creative tips for finding those people? You know that they're out there. So how do we, is it posting on LinkedIn or going to colleges? 
That is a great question too. I will be honest and say that my most successful tactic for hiring great people has been through my network. Right. You know, because I think you, you know, you know great people, you can probably tell which people are good at what they do, and they are often also good at assessing talent. So for me, it's been going through my network. And then the other thing that I've been lucky to be able to do is because I've worked in a variety of different places and had to build teams in all of those places, I have also been uh, fortunate to be able to rehire the same people. (laughs) So, you know, you, you find an amazing person once and often you can convince them to go with you to other places. So for example, Kate, who is our director of e-commerce at Asutra, has worked with me at two prior organizations. And we always joke that we're each other's work spouses and we will work together forever. So it's been great to have her because of course, when you've worked with somebody for so long, if you're starting something new together, you already just have a shorthand. You know how each other works. You know your respective strengths and weaknesses, and you can get going that much faster. Yes. And that is always an incredible reminder of how you act at work. You must Mm -hmm. have a great representation and be the best possible employee because it it is so true. People leave. This is a huge world, but it is so very small. So if somebody leaves and all of a sudden they're at your favorite company and you were mean to them, well, you're certainly not going to work there. People bring their teams exactly as you're saying. You don't have to do so much to start. You've already worked together before. So that's wonderful. Tell me about top selling products at a sutra. (laughs) Absolutely. So our top selling collection is our magnesium healing collection. Yeah. Folks who are listening might be familiar with magnesium. It's, it's a fascinating mineral. It's the fourth most abundant mineral in your body. And it's absolutely critical for over 300 healthy body processes. So helping your muscles recover after exercise, creating a sense of calm, a whole bunch of things. And back in the day, we used to get magnesium from our foods. So it's present in things like dark leafy greens, uh, legumes, nuts. But as farming has become more commercial, we all know nutrients are being depleted from the soil and therefore not in as much of our food. So most people have to supplement magnesium to have the appropriate levels in their body. You can take it in pill form, but it can irritate your stomach for some people. And so we're big fans at Asutra of what we call topical or transdermal magnesium, where you can actually absorb it through your skin into your bloodstream. So we sell it in a bath salt form, a spray form that you can spray on your skin and massage in, and then different lotions. And those are super popular because people are always looking for natural solutions for pain relief, faster recovery after exercise, and creating calm to help them relax after a tough day. And like we were talking about, you know, part of their bedtime ritual. And then I would say the other thing that has really grown this year uh, in this global pandemic is products to help with sleep. You know, I think folks are just desperate for a great night's sleep. Understandably, they're spending more time in front of their computers and screens. 
people are juggling working from home and homeschooling their kids and a whole variety of things. So we have things like a silk eye mask with lavender and flax seeds inside that provides a weighted sleep mask experience for you. We have a lot of lavender scented programs, uh, products rather like Mm -hmm. a lavender pillow mist or aromatherapy spray, lavender bath salts. So things like that have also been really popular. And then we combine our magnesium with other powerhouse ingredients to help with sleep. For example, we have two lotions. Um, One is called Dream the Night Away with magnesium and melatonin. And then we have the triple threat, as we call it, which is our Chill the Night Away lotion, which combines magnesium, melatonin, and CBD. (laughs) And uh, both are designed to help you wind down before bed. My husband is constantly stealing my chill the night away lotion. <laughs> he uh, he falls asleep okay, but he tends to get up in the middle of the night and then his mind starts racing. So I often hear him tiptoeing into the bathroom to put that lotion on and he likes to use it because it helps him go back to sleep faster. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yes. And so I live in a studio apartment and I was having the worst time falling asleep. And so I have been Mm. loving the chill the night away, the dream the night away, and have also tried the body butter, the melt, the pain away, and the fabulous weighted sleep mask. I thought that was so creative. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a favorite. People love that sleep mask. It comes with a cooling gel mask that you can pop in the fridge and then put over, you know, puffy or tired eyes. So I think people love it as a treat for themselves and to gift. We saw people buy a ton of those this holiday season. So maybe some of you will get it in your stocking. Who knows? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Okay. Other products we've tried the love your skin. Mm, that is Venus Williams' favorite. OMG. That is like a <laughs> rose-scented body oil that is phenomenal. Yeah. And it has rose essential oil in it. So not fragrance, pure essential oil, which is super good for your skin and helping with like inflammation and soothing your skin. Wow. Okay. And then that's really great. The vitamin C serum, which is hysterical. I feel like it is a science experiment. I don't know if you feel this way too, but the way the texture, I feel like I'm like in a lab. (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah. You, you really picked our you did pick our best sellers because people love that vitamin C serum. Um, it's 20% vitamin C. So it's really good for helping to even and brighten your skin texture and tone, uh, protect your skin from all the crazy pollutants and other things that are out there. And it's super affordable. So if you compare our vitamin C serum with a lot of the others on the market, it's a fraction of the cost and it's still as effective and it's vegan too. Oh, amazing. Okay. That's fabulous. And then, okay. My stepdad tried, he is like a very intense worker, fitness person. And so he put the melt, the pain away on his back or something. I think mom like slathered it on. So he goes to the place, goes to work out, comes back. He is so passionate about it. He was like, this is the best product I've ever tried in my life. And he loved loving that it was like numbing or whatever. But then he was like, and then, and then later it heated up. I mean, I couldn't believe it. 
Yeah, it has a little capsaicin in it. So our Melt Pain Away Body Butter has magnesium, which has all the benefits we talked about, right? Helping relieve muscle cramps, relaxing. And then we also put a little capsaicin in it. And capsaicin is derived from chili peppers. (gasps) So it creates a slightly warming sensation in your body, especially if you've worked out or you're in a like a hotter room. And that, that warming sensation helps also relieve uh, muscle pain. So I love that your dad, your stepdad loved it. Yeah. That's also one of Venus's favorites. So he has good taste. Right. And the soak the pain away. He tried that too and liked it. And then I think they were going to get my aunt involved. She has <laughs> arthritis. So, so you're helping the whole family. And it makes so much sense with those intense athletes, why Serena and Venus like it. And if they like it, I mean, that is incredible. That means that it really works. Well, yeah. And that's the craziest thing about Venus. She she came to a sutra to get involved. Oh my she God. was using our pain relief creams as part of her training regimen. She had found them online. She had not heard of our brand and she literally had her team cold call us. <laughs> so I took a call with somebody from her team and he's asking me all about a sutra and I'm sharing what I've shared with you, right? Our mission of active self-care that we're women owned and women led that we're committed to creating good jobs for people who need them in Chicago and that we really focus on natural mineral minerals, plants, and other ingredients to create formulations that both work, but are also clean and good for you and good for your skin and body. And I'm sharing all of this and her teammate is saying, wow, this is super inspiring. And I said, look, I'm really enjoying this conversation, but I got to ask, how did you find out about us? And he said, well, you're probably not going to believe this, but (laughs) Venus Williams uses your products. And my jaw just dropped. I said, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) And he said, yeah, she does. And she wanted us to find out more. So conversations ensued from there and we ended up getting to sit down with Venus for over an hour right before the U.S. Open one year, which apparently she never does. So it indicated how interested she was in a sutra. And we showed her what we wanted to do with the brand and where we wanted to take it. And she said, you know what? I want to get involved. So she joined our team in 2019 as a part owner and our chief brand officer. So if you follow her and Asutra on in, on Instagram or social, you'll see that Venus is often the one that's announcing new news, new products, new partnerships. And she's just been an incredible partner. And of course, because she's the big sister to Serena, she's always gifting Serena <laughs> Asutra products yeah. or as she likes to say, Serena steals them out of her closet. Yes. yes. And, uh, and then Serena ends up talking about a sutra too, which is so great. So, uh, the two of them are amazing. And Venus is not only a top-notch athlete and icon in the tennis world. She's an entrepreneur. She runs two of her own businesses, one in interior design and the other in athletic apparel. And so having her insight, uh, both as a customer and an intense athlete who uses the products, but also as an entrepreneur in her own right has been incredible. Oh my goodness. That is incredible. I bet you had to reread that email. multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because I know he, he is the team member literally emailed us at our like generic right. customer service email. Yeah. 
And I thought, this is so strange, but I was like, well, he's writing to us from the largest talent agency in the world. So I should probably take his call. And then when we had that conversation and he said, Venus Williams, my jaw just dropped. I mean, to be honest, we weren't setting out to build a celebrity partnership or hire a bunch of influencers. This just happened organically. And the fact that she was using our products, loved them. And frankly, I mean, I think who Venus is and what she stands for, right? She's always been a leader and a trailblazer. She is very focused on wellness. Um, As some of you may know, she has an autoimmune disease that she was diagnosed with called Sjogren's. So she has to be even that more vigilant about her health and wellness to stay at the top of her game. And then for me as a woman, Venus has always fought for pay equity across men and women tennis players. She's been a leader for women everywhere and getting to talk to her regularly. I mean, she's just super inspiring. Like she, the things she does to stay positive and to stay focused while also being real are, are great. Oh my goodness. And it's moments like those that make the blood, sweat and tears of entrepreneurship worth it. Yes, absolutely. Well, and also just our, our, our everyday customers. I mean, we, we have some incredibly passionate customers. It sounds like your, your whole family uh, are representative of that, but we have folks who write these amazing reviews online. They send us emails, they write us letters and send them in the mail. I mean, I got like a one page letter from a customer who bless her heart she said, I've been meaning to write to you for two years. <laughs> I found, I found a sutra. I started with your magnesium oil spray after I had surgery on my thumb. I have our arthritis. Your magnesium oil was the only thing that worked helping me relieve my pain. And then I found your melt pain away body butter, the magnesium with the capsaicin, just like your stepfather loves. And she's like, and then I just love that product even more. So I started buying that for myself. And then I bought a bunch and started shipping them to all my friends and family. I took a trip to Ireland and brought some for my family there. (laughs) She's going through this whole thing. And she said, so I've just been buying and promoting a sutra. And, And the best part of the letter was at the end because she really personified, you know, the person that we're trying to help who wants to do so much in their life, loves life, but also needs to take, to take care of themselves to do that. She said, I'm a grandma and with COVID I've been taking care of my two grandkids a lot and I've just finished building, (laughs) building a jungle gym in the backyard (laughs) for them by myself, including dumping like you know, rubber chips on the ground. So they have a soft landing and all this stuff. And she's like, so you just can't keep me still. And I'm always going. And a sutra helps me do that. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. It's such a reminder that when you truly create a product that is fabulous and works, but also you're giving back in some way, that is what is going to create passionate customers, which then leads to word of mouth because they get so obsessed, they can't not talk about it. And then that's where your growth is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And we're lucky to have a lot of customers like that. I mean, we also see a lot of our customers buy something, try it. And then the next time they order, they're shipping stuff to five different addresses. (laughs) You know, they're clearly sending gifts and treats of self-care to their friends and family, which is awesome to see. And we love that. I mean, we love obviously the word of mouth marketing, but also the sentiment behind it, which is people want to share self-care that works. 
Oh my goodness. And another thing I tell my consulting clients that you just mentioned is what is it that you want your products for your customers? What are they going to be able to achieve in the world by using your product? And so you are doing that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you say that. I mean, I think that is really our goal. So for you to hear that in everything that we're, we're doing and what I'm telling you is, is so awesome to hear. No, it's totally true. And that's like when people, when I usually say that they're like, whoa, I mean, this, we're thinking on a whole new level here. What is it that your products are going to help people achieve in the world? Yeah. So what does it mean? It's not just this inanimate object. It's so much more. They're like, whoa, I need to go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad we're on the same page there. So give us the Asutra elevator pitch. Sure. Um, so Asutra's mission is active self-care. We want to help you take care of yourself on purpose so that you can take on anything. And we offer over 50 natural and organic products to help you do just that. So you can find natural solutions for pain relief and sleep support, and also aromatherapy, bath and body, and skincare products to elevate all of your self-care routines. And finally, we're a favorite of global tennis icon, Venus Williams, who uses our pain creams and our skincare to be her best. And our customers often say, if it works for Venus, it'll yep. work for me. 100%. I love that is a perfect elevator pitch. And then, okay, we talked about this a little bit before, but self-care is not selfish. So let's explore how we can remember that a little bit more. Yeah, I think, you know, we did talk about this earlier. Women especially can feel guilty for having me time, for setting aside time to take care of ourselves, get some rest, rejuvenate ourselves. And yet we don't have to feel guilty that we're setting aside that time. And we don't have to feel guilty that we're investing in ourselves and elevating those self-care routines. You know, I think a lot of us do want to do good in the world and we want to accomplish things that change things for our families, our communities, our employees. But if we're going to do that, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves well. And honestly, I think that this year with a global pandemic has really shown us how important it is to take care of ourselves on purpose. Because if we don't do that, you know, we can have really devastating consequences. So it's everything from our physical health to our mental health to taking care of our souls and refeeding those as well. Oh my goodness. And then we talked about magnesium a little bit more, but anything to add about the power of magnesium? I would just say again, I mean, it's so important for healthy body function. And I think some, you know, it's so easy to forget things that keep our bodies moving and powering, right. but aren't causing problems. And so I think that's probably the most important thing I would share is that it's important for you to get enough magnesium, even if you're not feeling bad or not experiencing problems. If you don't get enough, you may start to. Yeah. So just replenishing that is really important. Um, and it's so good for so many things. So whether you're like your stepdad and super into fitness, like I am, where you're working out every day and you've got some sore muscles here and there, it's great yeah. for that. That's what Venus uses it for. But it's also great if you just need some help relaxing before bedtime, you know, incorporate right. it into your routine. Maybe you take a bath at night in the magnesium flakes, or you use one of our magnesium lotions and spend 
three minutes, you know, massaging that in before you lay down to sleep, it can really help. OMG. And I, as type A, we mentioned before, cannot relax. Last year I went (laughs) to a doctor and he was like, you know, we can go on and on about all these different things you could do, but really the problem is you need to learn to relax. I'm like, okay, so how, how many minutes, how much time do I have to set aside a day to relax? (laughs) And he's like, okay, (laughs) that's the first problem. (laughs) So, hmm. and so what did he tell you? Did he give you any tips on how to relax? Oh oh yes. I've been on a whole journey. I have to (laughs) I'm supposed to meditate, which I don't always do. So I got the wave. Have you heard of wave? I have not. What is that? I need to send it to you. That would be make sense for a partnership. But basically it's this, they call it a bolster. It's this thing that you lay on and it has an app and the meditations are very short. It's like 10 minutes or something. And it's it's very forgiving. Basically, they'll be like, okay, if your mind has wandered, let's come on back. (laughs) (laughs) So like meditating, working out, I'm supposed to have fun more. So that can't really happen during COVID, but that is, the problem is, you know, when you're working, we love it so much. It's like, well, work is fun. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me like a bunch of different tips of what I need to incorporate. I have to do yoga at least once a week. So I started doing that little things like that, but it goes perfectly into the next question. How can we de-stress and live our best life? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have definitely, in addition to magnesium sleep supports, uh, in terms of those products, we've definitely had a lot of people looking for things to relieve anxiety and stress as well. I mean, you named one thing that I think is really great, which is meditation. And I'll admit I'm terrible at it too. I love to go, go, go. So I'm actually doing this 30 day challenge to end 2020, right? Where uh, it's 10 minutes of meditation every day, at least 15 minutes of exercise or movement and at least 60 ounces of water. So the water and the fitness, no problem. I mean, I work out like an hour every day. I love it. It's really part of my routine in the morning, but the meditation is hard. I will admit. Um, so what I found works for me is actually doing it right before bed. Okay. So I will, I also love a heating pad. <laughs> so it just like helps me relax, helps relax my sore muscles. So I will get out my heating pad. I will put on my noise canceling headphones, get a fuzzy blanket And I will lay down and listen to a 10 minute meditation. And it's perfect because it's pretty short. It helps me wind down and relax before bed. And that is actually a really important part of having a good night's sleep is having a wind down routine before (laughs) you get in the bed. So that's been really great. I would say another thing a lot of our customers love, in addition to what I've described about our magnesium products, which help you with relaxation, is aromatherapy. So we use a lot of essential oils in our products and different essential oils have different benefits. So we talked about rose essential oil is really good for your skin. Lavender essential oil is obviously very good for relaxation. Uh, one of the most popular essential oils these days is called Ylang Ylang. And mm-hmm. we have that in our lemongrass body scrub and our natural sleep bath salts. So that's also really good for relieving anxiety, reducing stress and boosting your mood. So figuring out different essential oils that work for you and the scents um, 
can really help with boosting your mood or relaxing your mood. And I think the other thing it does, so we have aromatherapy sprays where they're already pre-mixed essential oil blends. You can spray them in your bedroom, on your pillow, in your car. And doing that, I think also helps you take a minute to breathe, right? Cause you like the scent. So you might inhale a little bit longer and take a few deep breaths. And even just doing that can really help, right? Like take four deep breaths when you're feeling stressed out and it just resets and recenters you. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I got an Apple watch for Christmas last year. And do you have one? I don't. Okay. Well, I was so surprised. Sometimes like it'll vibrate every so often and tells you little things. And one of them, it says is breathe, which is a great <laughs> reminder. I'm That's like, good. Oh, here we are. Now it's time to start breathing. Another thing I went to Dr. Frank Littman. He's a holistic doctor in New York city. I learned about him from Bobby Brown, but the other thing was called heart math. And it basically huh. like you put your you put this clip on your finger and you breathe. It's especially helpful if you're stressed so that you can learn the practice of like calming yourself and bringing your heart rate down Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. like you do the practice beforehand so that if you're ever in a stressful situation, you're going to handle it much better. And as an entrepreneur, that is so important. Yes. Yes. I love those tips. Those are great. Okay. Tips to wind down. What does it mean to wind down? Stephanie, help me. (laughs) Yeah. You asked before about what is the sleep routine? So we actually have a blog post on our website. If you go to asutra.com, A-S-U-T-R-A.com and click on our blog, you'll find a blog about um, your five-step routine for amazing sleep. But I'll share a few of, yeah. So I'll share a few of those, those tips. Uh, one may so- sound counterintuitive, but get up at the same time every morning. Mm. So yeah, I was actually uh, talking to uh, a sleep therapist who's certified in this stuff. And she said, often we're told to go to bed at the same time every night, right. but actually it's better to get up at the same time every morning because that will actually force your body to get on a regular sleep schedule. Because if you're getting up at the same time every morning, even on weekends, but you're not falling asleep till later, your body will eventually be tired enough that you will then fall asleep earlier. So I thought that was really helpful. Um, Another big tip I would share is create a good environment for sleep. So, you know, the research shows dark is important. We personally have blackout shades. I would definitely recommend those. You can even get like a cheap set at Home Depot or Lowe's. So it doesn't have to be a huge investment. Make your bedroom cool. The ideal is actually 63 to 68 degrees. Okay. And then quiet, which can be harder in a city, (laughs) but, (laughs) you know, try to try to achieve as much quiet as you can. So no TVs or radios on maybe a white noise machine, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then to your, to your specific question about winding down. So the sleep therapist recommended giving yourself at least 90 minutes at night to wind down, which is obviously a long time. Um, and probably not practical for everybody, but I did like the point of making it a ritual, right? So whether it's 10 minutes or 90 minutes, having a ritual that you look forward to that really helps you get in the mindset for sleep. So put the phone down. Uh, maybe read a book or a magazine with paper pages, meditate for 10 minutes, take a shower, 
you know, something that really creates a transition between what you've been doing during your day and getting ready for bed. Right. And you did not mention TV in any of that. So, but some, it's so confusing because some people, they like watch a show to fall asleep. So. Yeah. And I think honestly, like a lot of it is what works for you. I mean, the way my husband unwinds is by watching TV. So he will literally watch TV right up until he brushes his teeth and goes to bed, you know, and that works for him. Uh, And for other people, it's just too stimulating. So I think you do have to experiment a little with what works best for you. Oh my gosh. And then I learned to play guitar during quarantine. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. I wanted to try and entertain everyone and serenade them through this crazy time. But then I was, your brain is thinking so much. It's like, okay, well, that's an activity that's not work, but it's probably making me think and maybe keying me up as well. So (laughs) or I think, did the sleep therapist mention anything about these people like me that are literally living, working, sleeping in the same room. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's where the ritual is important. So, you know, what is the, what are the set of things that you can do that create that transition from daytime? I'm doing work. I'm at my computer or I'm eating dinner to nighttime. It's time for bed. So figuring out what that is for you, you know, I, as I mentioned, I've started doing this 10 minute meditation with my heating pad and a fuzzy blanket, Uh, at other times for me, like just taking a nice long warm shower and then actually using one of our magnesium or melatonin lotions has been nice spritzing my bedroom uh, or my pillow with lavender. So figuring out what those things are that aren't just activity, right? Right. Very active things to help you relax before bed. I love that. And then what about your routine for the morning? Yeah. So I, (laughs) sounds like your stepdad and I have a lot in common. I love working out as I mentioned. So my routine in the morning, I do get up around the same time every morning. I make myself a mug of tea. So, and while that's brewing, I brush my teeth and I get my workout gear. I have some of my tea and then I do a workout every morning. So whether it is a hit and weight training workout or cardio of some kind or Pilates, I have different types of activities I like to do each day of the week. And the, and that's one of the big things that I do every morning is move. Um, so I love that. And then I, you know, do my shower, get dressed and then start working. Yes. Okay. Favorite workout apps. Oh, that's a good question. I admit I'm not a huge workout app person. Uh, I am really lucky to have a Pilates teacher here in Chicago who's doing classes by Zoom. So I do a lot of that. But um, before that, when I was living in New York City and we didn't have as much space, I did love the uh, Nike Training Club app. It's free and it has a whole range of workouts from yoga to running programs to HIIT workouts. Oh, Thank you so much. I mean, we're now into whatever month it is and I'm <laughs> running out of yeah. I keep doing the same thing. I need to change it up. <laughs> I know. I know. Variety is key for sure. Okay. So tell us what are some key things that you have learned from Venus? Oh my gosh. So one I think is just positive attitude. I mean, she obviously, you know, we're, we're all dealing with a lot this year. She herself has had everything from the Sjogren's autoimmune disease uh, diagnosis to, you know, not being able to play tennis the way she thought she was going to this year. 
And she just has a way about her where she is able to stay positive through it all. So I think that resilience is something that I have really learned from and been inspired by um, from Venus. I think the other thing, the other big thing that I learned from her this year is, you know, how to how to both be real while also being a a role model. Venus was amazing in connecting with her followers while we were all stuck at home this year. So she, she did these free daily workouts called coach Venus, where she would bring a guest. Maybe it was Gronkowski, the football player, um, or Tunde, who's this amazing Peloton instructor, and she would have a short Q and a with them about whatever they were doing. And then she would have them do a workout for her followers. And it was always at lunchtime every day. And it was great because it was a a way to help people keep moving, but also be entertained and create some variety. So I think the other big thing I've learned from her is how do you, you know, how do you bring the resources you have to bear to connect with people and and really add something positive to their lives? I love that. Love that so much. Do you have any productivity tips, especially with emails? Yeah, I um I do not like email. So my biggest <laughs> I do have a very structured system that I've used for over 20 years. Oh. Uh, which yeah, which I'm happy to describe. One thing on email is I would say turn off the notifications. They're super distracting. Right. And block time, set times to look at email throughout the day. So I only look at email three times a day in the morning, the middle of the day and the end of the day. And I don't spend all my time on it because it can really be a time suck. And the rest of the time I'm in meetings or recording podcasts or working on projects that I need to. And then in terms of the structured system, so I'm a very goal-oriented person. I like to, as we've talked about, set a North Star and a plan for getting there. So for Asutra, for the company, we set goals every year for the business and then break those down into quarterly goals. And I, in turn, break those down into personal monthly goals and then personal weekly goals. So what are the things I want to accomplish or manage and support the team to accomplish each month and each week? And then I have one sheet of paper that I call my action plan. I actually create it in Excel, and then I print it out every Friday night. And it has our company annual goals on it are my monthly goals and then two or three big things I want to accomplish that week. And I literally schedule out for every day of myself. You know, each column is a day, Monday through Friday. And then each row on this grid is either somebody that I manage and the area they manage or something I need to do like product development or marketing. And then in each box on the grid, I schedule out each day what I want to accomplish. And it's really based on the amount of time I have after meetings or calls that I have scheduled. Because the other big thing I've learned over time is things just take longer than you think they will. (laughs) So you have to be really conservative in what you want to accomplish each day. And then my system is really just like making sure that I do everything that I write down each day and each week. We've talked a little bit about this, but if there's anything else to add, what do you hope to achieve with a sutra? 
What we want to achieve with the Sutra is to reach as many people as possible with our mission of active self-care and our products that help you take care of yourself on purpose. We really value accessibility. So our price points are accessible. You know, you can buy our products anywhere from $9 to $35. And on average, our price is $20 to $24. So we want to make good products that work with great ingredients accessible to everyone. So for us, our vision is that we really reach a lot of people like members of your family or <laughs> the customers that I've mentioned who may be suffering from chronic pain or right. sleeplessness or stress and give them something through our products and our tips that help them feel better and be better. Oh my goodness. Well, that's incredible. I mean, you can literally change someone's life. I've thought a lot about mom hurt her neck. Now she has some herniated disc. Mm. So I feel, I think about people who are in chronic pain a lot. I mean, how horrifying yeah. and terrible, what quality of life that then through a sutra, if you can help change that, I mean, it can truly be life changing. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And we do hear customers tell us that all the time. You know, finally, I'm getting a good night's sleep. Finally, my pain is relieved. Finally, I can move in the way that I wanted to because of your products. And I think that's what gets them to be so passionate in right. buying and sharing a sutra for others. Mm, okay. It has been written that you have an incredible company culture. So as you have built and grown a team, sometimes that can kind of get out of your control. So give us some tips and talk to us about how you created that culture and keep it as your team grows. So for me, culture starts with core values. I've talked a lot about core yeah. values during this conversation, but hiring people according to those, revisiting them on a regular basis and right. rewarding people for exemplifying the core values are all things that I think are really important to creating that right culture. I think transparency is also really important, right? Yes. We're, you know, we're very clear with everybody on the team on what we're trying to accomplish. If we have a setback, it's communicated right away. If we have a win, it's communicated and celebrated right away. And, um, you know, I'm also a big fan of encouraging that clear and transparent communication within the team. So you don't have to run everything through me. I don't have to approve every decision. I want to empower people to work together as a team and make those decisions together. And look, you know, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes people make the wrong call. And it's okay. The big thing is what did we learn from it and how do we not make the same mistake again, but instead learn from that and do better the next time. Oh my goodness. I love that. And transparency and communication. I have worked at a company where that was not the case and we mm. would learn things as they would come out in the press. And that, oh. it's just, it doesn't make you do your best work. You don't right. feel valued. So right really lovely that that you do that in your company and share with everyone because if they feel like they're a part of it they're going to give their all all day every day the wins and the losses and and all of that so that's one absolutely 
And especially not like, you know, yelling at someone if, if something, if their decision didn't go the right way, like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. It's, it's okay. We're not. I don't think I've ever yelled at right. anyone in my entire career at work. That, well, that's, that's, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I know. I can't imagine you yelling, but some, I don't know. Sometimes you, you're just so nervous that like, oh shoot, somebody's gonna get upset, you know, whatever, but yeah. Okay. Based on that conversation, any tips for how to be a good leader for your employees? I think a lot of it is similar. I mean, one, you know, at a suture, it's a small business. So as a small business owner, <laughs> I'm doing a range of things on a given day. One minute, I might be thinking about our brand strategy. And the next minute, I may be managing inventory. And then the next minute, I might literally be like helping somebody move a box off a pallet. So I think, you know, especially at a sutra, but even in larger settings, just being willing to put in the work, right? Are you as the leader willing to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty if the occasion calls for it? I think it's important for your team to know that you're not above anything right? and that you are willing to be in the trenches, whatever that means with them. Yeah. That's one big thing. A second big thing is similar to creating a, a good and positive culture where everybody feels a part of the team is that right. transparency and that communication. So, you know, it's time consuming. It can be time consuming to make sure that everybody hears the news right. timely and in the right way, uh, especially if you've got people working remotely, right? As we often do these days, but it's time that is so well spent in right. my opinion. And then I think, you know, balancing, um, Balancing constructive feedback with praise and celebration. I do think most people want to learn and improve in their jobs. And often managers and leaders are nervous to say something that's not positive, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. do anybody any favors because you as the leader know if your team isn't up to snuff, your person probably knows if they're not and the colleagues do too. So figuring out how to deliver constructive feedback in a way that people can listen and hear and then actually want to improve and help teach them how to do that is key. And then really celebrating people when they accomplish something great. Right. Right. And I mean, it is something that taking the time to acknowledge even the smallest of things can make such a huge difference that you might not even think would. So as a leader, you've probably thought about what is it that motivates people and everyone is going to be different and figuring that out and then doing that so that they're going to bring them their best selves to work each day is something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's so important because we talked about goals earlier and I think really helping each person understand how they contribute to the goals and the overall success of the company with their unique skills and strengths and day-to-day activities. And then reminding people of that, right? Like, oh my gosh, it was so great the way you handled that customer issue, or it was so great the way that you were flexible in managing the team on, you know, producing this item because we got to the right outcome and look what happened. It was really positive for the customer Um, are really positive for, you know, having the right things on hand at the right time. And also just two simple words. Thank you. (laughs) Go a long way. I mean, I really try to say thank you in multiple ways as much as I can to my team, whether it's Mm -hmm. truly just a simple thank you for doing that 
or a quick email to say, hey, I really appreciated that you did X, Y, Z in the way that you did. And then I'll often also write handwritten thank you notes to my team if they did something yeah. extra special to acknowledge and appreciate what they've, what they've done. Mm, that's wonderful. And the basis from one team, one goal. I mean, that is just yes. truly incredible. A lovely, a lovely thing you've built. So, ooh, this is exciting. Walk us through the process <laughs> of creating new products, including lead times, where the ideas come from, how often you release new products, etc. Yes. Uh, so for us, it really starts with our customers. We often look at what our customers are asking for because they have good ideas and you know they know their needs the best. Right. So we'll look at that. We also obviously look at market trends. What are people researching? What are people interested in? What are some of the industry experts predicting will be trends in terms of product types, formats, delivery systems, ingredients? And then we combine all of that with a, um, a product portfolio framework we have. So for us, as I've mentioned, we're all about active self-care. We want you to help, we want to help you take care of yourself. And we want you to do that well in three different dimensions: mind, body, and soul. And then we have a range of self-care activities we want to support for you. So that might be your morning routine, your skincare routine your exercise and recovery routine, your bedtime routine, your bathing routine. And so we look at, okay, what products do we have in each of those areas? And where is there white space that also melds with ingredients or product types that are trending and that maybe our customers are asking for? So that's how, those are all the information sources we look at to determine what types of products we want to look at. And then we're really lucky to have some great partners who are chemists and homeopathic formulators who then can help us with the actual product formulation. So we as a team will come up with the concepts and then work with our formulator partners to determine, okay, what ingredients should we really have in there? And in what, uh, and what concentration, what mix, what format? Um, so is this a cream, a lotion, a spray, a roll-on, a bath soak, a spray, you know, a room spray, something else that will help us achieve that mind, body, or soul aspect of self-care. And then the lead times depend, right? If it's say a new scent of a bath salt, that's much quicker than formulating a brand new product that we've never made before. Uh, and then we figure out where we want to deliver it. So is it something that we want to primarily sell online? Um, to offer more of an exclusive experience for our online customers, or is it something that we think will do really well in retail? And so we may develop it with an eye towards, you know, launching it with a retail partner. I love that answer. What? Are, <laughs> tell me about the trends coming up in products and ingredients. Yeah. So as we've talked about, people are really looking at wellness in a whole different way. I think COVID and the global pandemic has made people realize, oh, wow, we need to pay attention to this. Like I really need to take care of myself and think about my wellness before it becomes me being sick. So wellness in general has been trending positively for the last few years, but I think is exploding even that much more now. Um, people are specifically in wellness. I would say some of the big trends are mental health or what people are now calling mental fitness. Ooh. So, you know, it, it's related to what your doctor said about relaxation. How do you manage your stress? 
How do you develop more resilience? Yeah. Um, how do you calm yourself when things are tough? So a lot of things around meditation and mindfulness and balance and calm. Mm. Um, we're also seeing, I think a real desire for products that provide functional benefits. So this isn't just about skincare that makes me less wrinkly or, you know, color cosmetics or makeup that look pretty. Right. What is it? What else is that product doing for me? So is it protecting my skin from pollutants? Um, is that product helping boost my immunity while also making me feel healthier? You know, those are the types of things that I think people are looking for. And then sleep. I mean, we've talked a lot about sleep during this podcast, but I think people are, are increasingly recognizing how important sleep is to overall wellness and health. And unfortunately, a lot of people are struggling with it. So they're looking for ways to support that, that are more natural than popping a sleeping pill. Oh gosh, of course. Right. Oh my goodness. And do y'all have a blog post on calm and or how to relax? Yes, we do have a bunch of blog posts about like how to use different essential oils and the practices of yoga to relieve stress and calm down. And then we also have a lot of blogs about magnesium and the benefits of those to creating a sense of calm. Okay, good, 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 good. I know, especially children. Recently, I feel like I've either seen on, heard on podcasts or when I've been seeing people, they, they say their kids were really like, they didn't want to go outside during this pandemic and everything. I know it's so sad. So we all need to figure out how to calm (laughs) in the midst of a pandemic. There's no better time to, (laughs) to, to figure that out. Okay. Positive cash flow. You're going to be a great person to talk about how (laughs) any tips for getting to positive cash flow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just, honestly, it's discipline. I mean, (laughs) a lot of it is discipline. I mean, really, uh, you know, as a small business owner or entrepreneur, um, one of the best investments we've made is hiring a great accounting team. So we don't have our own CFO, but we do have somebody who's like a fractional or part-time CFO. And then he has an accounting and bookkeeping team Uh, that we work with. So they've done a really great job in digging into all of our financial data and presenting reports to me in a way to really understand what are, you know, two or three things max that we can do differently in the business to improve cash flow and profitability. And that's been just critical. So I think that's a great investment again, you know, hiring the right CFO slash accountant type person, and then having them help you look at the data as the business leader and identify the couple of things that you can change. So one thing for us as an example is inventory. I think for many, for many, for many founders of brands who make products, right? Consumer packaged goods products, fashion products, I don't think they necessarily realize how much of their time is going to go to inventory management. (laughs) You know, you think, Oh, I'm going to be out there like building the brand and selling to retailers and doing all this stuff. But really a lot of what you need to do is manage your inventory because inventory is cash, right? And the quicker you can turn your inventory, the quicker that you'll have cash. So really understanding, you know, how much inventory do you have to have on hand? How quickly is it selling through? Are there certain products that sell through much faster than others? And do you need to make a change in your product portfolio so that you don't have items that don't sell as quickly? 
you know, how much risk do you want to take on your inventory if you're growing quickly to make sure that you don't stock out? So I'd say, you know, for us in particular, getting the right financial data, looking at it with discipline, identifying the things that can really make a difference on the cash flow. And then for us in particular, managing the inventory um, are the tips I would give on, on getting to positive cash flow. Well, those are so such great tips. And the inventory thing, is this ever perplexing <laughs> question? Is it better to sell out and cause extreme demand right. slash frustration? We don't want to have too much because then we can't spend on other things. It's just whew, something that's tough. Yeah, extremely tough. And how did you pivot during COVID? What does that look like for you? You know, for us, so I would say the biggest pivot we made during COVID is shifting our focus from one channel to another. When we wrote our plan for 2020, uh, we had had a lot of retail partners approach us wanting Mm. distribution, and we were really grateful for that. So given that momentum, our original plan for 2020 was to double our retail distribution, which obviously did not make any sense (laughs) after, you know, after everything (laughs) shut down, Uh, we still managed to actually do some great retail launches and grow pretty significantly. But the big pivot we made was to double down on our direct to consumer channel. So most of our business is still online right now about, um, probably about 70% of our business is still done online. And when people were sheltering in place during a lot of the lockdowns, we saw the traffic and sales on our site just skyrocket. Yeah. Okay. And we saw on Amazon too, and we saw those sales really go through the roof as well. And so we said, okay, well, retail is probably not going to be the growth engine this year, given that everything's closed, but we're seeing people shop more online and want self-care products. And obviously we're now seeing those trends have played out across the, the entire economy. So that was really the big pivot we made is we, we actually decided to invest in further improving the experience for customers on our site and making it even easier and more fun for them to shop on our site. Oh, I love y'all's site. And I think it's so great that y'all, you do, okay, let's see, I'm on it right now. You can shop by ingredients and benefits or shop by like issue. So pain, sleep. So you have a lot of different things, the blog, et cetera. So you've done a great job. Oh, thank you. Where can people find you in person and online? Both you, Stephanie, of course, and Asutra. Yeah. So for Asutra, um, the easiest thing is to just come to our website. Again, that's Asutra, A-S-U-T-R-A.com. For anyone who loves to shop on Amazon, most of our catalog is also available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So you can find us there. And then in person, um, you can find us in CVS, Kohl's. We're also online at target.com. And if you're international, we're available on iHerb.com. And then on social, you know, we'd love for you to follow us. We are at asutra.life on Instagram and Facebook. And that's often where we announce sales or deals or new news. And obviously, if you follow Venus Williams, you'll also see her announce new Asutra news. And then I personally am also on social media. So you can find me um, at Stephanie underscore Morimoto on Instagram. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as well and would love to connect with any of you. 
<laughs> well, what is next for Stephanie and a Sutra? <laughs> yeah, well, we, you know, definitely, if you want to stay tuned, please do follow us on social media because we do have, um, I can't share it yet, but we do actually have a big new, a couple of big new partnerships uh, launching in 2021. They're not yet public, uh, but obviously we will announce them when they are. And I think they will be pretty, pretty darned exciting. Uh, so please stay tuned for that. And they're very much in line with the vision I shared earlier of, making a sutra accessible to as many people as possible. Oh, I love that. Well, we can attest as Venus Williams, et cetera, <laughs> can attest that Asutra products are phenomenal. So go to the website and shop, figure out what your issues are and go start trying the products and give them to all your friends. Thank you, Stephanie. This was a lovely conversation. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I loved, loved talking to you about self-care and entrepreneurship. Oh, Lord. Well, we need all the self-care we can get these days. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning into the Style That Finds Us podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye. If you like what you heard, tell a friend about our show, subscribe to our podcast, and also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review. Those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast. See you next time. Bye.